the young boy when he was young, oh, he's such a cute boy. He's such a very nice boy. He's very handsome. At 13, 14, 16, this is a boy is big. Now he becomes an enemy of the state or an enemy to you. You know, you get afraid of him. So it's not like that in Africa. You know, he's like, oh, the boy, now he's a man. You know, now when he grows yeah. up, it's, he's a man. He's a boy. He's, you know, he's everything. His experience is going to be different. I still have to give him the African value. And there's still the African-American side that he has to be instilled in. I'm glad that my wife makes it an effort for us every two years. We take the kids back home. That's so good. every two years, they always have to go back home. They get in touch with their, their cousins. Hello, family. You are listening to Concrete Pastures. I am Nancy Mulemwasisi. Being an immigrant has been one of the most challenging and extraordinary experiences of my life. It inspired me to create a platform to reach out to my fellow immigrants and dreamers. The goal is to provide a space for myself and others to share our stories as we deconstruct the world's view of immigrant status. We discuss issues that are important to us in the diaspora. We celebrate the joys, the laughs, the bravery that being an immigrant brings. Thank you so much for tuning in. If to anybody who's new, welcome to the family. The conversation continues with Stephen Batty. This is part two of our conversation. Please enjoy. At that point, I think 2008, I found a lovely wife from um, New Orleans, uh, okay. Katrina. Oh, wow. Okay, so here's the, the, the funny thing is, I'm signing off my house. I'm buying my, my house, my first house. I'm yeah. buying. On the day of, so I'm supposed to be moving to the house and take my stuff. I've packed everything. On the day of, I get to be off. I'm sitting down, I'm watching TV, and I'm looking at this place. I'm like, okay, somewhere in Louisiana, they have something. The banks, real banks are overflowing. Yeah. They, Mm-hmm. They, I, I actually watched I saw it overflow and break the ba- banks broke I, I saw it on TV I was yeah like, okay that was so heartbreaking but I don't know don't have a clue yeah TV me ah I'm trying to move to a new house you know so the next day I'm coming back to pick up my stuff I'm seeing a lot of people around my area because it was more like a residential area. not It was residential, but had more apartments. So yeah. then I got my stuff and moved. Well, come to realize six months later, I meet the love of my life, my wife. On, uh, actually, we met each other online. <laughs> wow. <laughs> on an app? On an app. Blackpeoplemeet.com. But, wow, I'm always scared to get on those apps. I, I've tried, but I'm like very skeptical about it. I, it, it, it some, some. Yeah, apps, you have to be. You have to. There's a, 
there's a rule about it and there's a way to, to go about it. However, yes, you teach me. Uh, 2023, I'm gonna 2023, open up right. my, my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be intentional about dating. <laughs> Uh, it, it is interesting. You also meet different kinds of people on the on the app. That's how I met my wife. Now, remember, I had no idea how Katrina was and everything. So she yeah. takes me there for the first time, and we actually walk around there, and I get to see, you know, how how high the water is. Yeah. From the way, see, right now you, you, you're probably not going to have it, but back then you could see the streaks of where the water had stayed, and. To me, I said, well, uh, in my life, I am happy that, well, not happy. It's a sad thing because with that, she did she did lose uh, one of her parents. Mm. But with that Katrina incident, which was kind of a bad thing, I met her. With, yeah. I probably would not have met her if not for it because, yeah. Because a lot of the people, her. I think, came to Texas. From right. um, from Louisiana, they all came right. um, right. to Texas. I guess because it's closer, right? Yeah, and that's what they used to they used to come all the time. Whenever it was happening, they used to come to Dallas. When they had the, when they had the storms, they used to come to Dallas and then go back. Um, so Dallas was kind of like the meetup area, and then they'd spread around. But yeah. all I'm trying to say is that was how two say you know how the universe is connected. Yeah, I was here finishing up my house and I can you know for me I'll say oh that's when I sign up for my well, for my house when I signed up for my new house my first ever house in America for her it was wow that's when I was take, running away that's when our family actually was splitting apart for a long time and mm. that was catastrophic for her. you know it was one of the it was a momentous event in, in, in life in uh, for sure for, for, for everybody right. my heart was breaking and especially with what happened the controversy around it it was just like they didn't get help in time from what we're seeing on TV. I'm sure she can explain much better, but from what we're seeing on TV, it's like help didn't go there in time. But again, and the U.S. is big. One thing you also have to realize, and I'll tell immigrants, look, the U.S. is very big. You look at Africa and Africa's countries. That's how you look at the U.S. So when yeah. you're looking at that perspective, also realize that whatever happens people usually concentrate on their region and not a bigger region mm-hmm. and don't be shocked when you meet uh sometimes african-american people which sometimes i used to have this they come they say hey you from kenya yeah i'm from africa and that's what i always say i'm from kenya they say oh i know a guy from nigeria this guy told me one time i know a guy from nigeria his, his name is somebody i said do you know him i was like freaking God. excuse my language <laughs> I'm in Kenya. How will I know a Nigerian? Nigeria has how many people? Like 300 million or something, right? Listen, at least I mean, nothing is. I got tired of explaining that Africa is not only made out of Nigeria. Africa is made out of all of these different countries. And I am from one of those different countries aside from Nigeria. Like, I have no hate for Nigeria, but Nigeria is just popular like south africa is not even not that as well yeah. nigerians knew how to market themselves they have marketed them packaged as they say we package ourselves and market ourselves very well good and bad yeah. <laughs> good and bad yeah hey. 
Uh, Even so, look, South Africa. Yeah, South Africa should be top. People should be talking. Uh, about that's what South I'm. Africa. I'm saying that like South Africa should be top. But, but Nigeria is like the most well-known country in but Africa. Do you know why? You know why? Because South Africa is a superpower. Why would a superpower want to get out of a country and go to other countries for what? I know. If I Nigeria know. was a superpower, you think Nigeria would want to move? Nah. Like, I know South nah, Africa. They're just chilling. They're, they're, yeah, they're chilling. That's my retirement home. You know. That's my <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Yes. No, it's my retirement home right there. So, got married, blessed with two kids. Lovely. Four and a girl. How old? Oh, right now, my son is about thirteen. My daughter is turning ten. Both are swimmers. They play soccer, nice. ballet for the girl. For the boy, he also goes. He plays band. He plays music. Um, so nice. I'm hoping that he might be like his grandfather on the mother's side. He's mm. a very famous musician in New Orleans, Professor Long here. So hopefully, maybe Jazz? he'll take the mantle. Um, I'm I'm being stereotypical because mostly yeah, okay. like Louisiana is you know jazz. I I, I love jazz. Yeah, jazz, jazz tune. If you ever if you ever look up uh, Professor Longhair, you'll you'll listen. Ooh. He's very famous um, there. I even done a podcast about him on uh, the podcast, Sambaza podcast. Just a little history. I'll, I'll take a listen to uh, yeah. Professor Longhair. Uh, narrated by the by one of the one of the granddaughters. Nice. So, yeah. So, yeah. No, that's, that's beautiful that they are into different activities and exposure is all we can do for our kids. And they pick up whatever they want, you know, to take up for a lifetime. I'm trying to do the same to expose my kids to whatever I was not exposed to. My mom tried to expose us to a lot. Being a single mother, she did a great job, like an amazing job to expose us. Like you learned how to use a fork and a knife in boarding school, we learned on our own, like through my mom taking us to, exposing us to like expensive restaurants or even for no reason she would just have us go to sleep in a hotel in Lusaka. Just like oh, oh let's you, go. You, you, let, you, guys let's, were, you guys were good. Let, let, let's pack up. I never slept in a hotel back home. Like let's let's pack up. <laughs> let's go. By then, like Holiday Inn was like the top hotel in in Zambia. So it was one of the top hotels because we have the mm-hmm. Intercontinental, we have Holiday Inn, and where it was, it was really great, great restaurants. And when you got there, they they have stores with amazing jewelry uh, there. And my mom just, you know, let's pack up, let's go. She, she opened us, like, for the first time when I had waffles, I was like, and my mom was like, order whatever you want to order. I was like... Okay, <laughs> that's harder. But she had traveled so much. And I think from her love of traveling, I also love traveling because she would share all her experiences. Even if she stopped into Nairobi, for instance, like her flight stopped into Nairobi, she would open up her mind to learn the culture, to learn what Nairobi is about and Kenya is about. Whether it's one day or two days, she was there. But she will bring that to our house to expose us more to let's go out to restaurants. Let's go out. Like for, I'm so grateful for those experiences that my mom created. Like I appreciate them now. Before, when I was young, I was just like, mom, why? I want to go be with my friends. But <laughs> I appreciate it. Like it came 
longevity for me now it's just like oh wow great my mom did an amazing job to expose us to things i get to appreciate them uh much better now that i'm older but and also your problem is now you went to boarding school and like yeah. i did go to boarding school now your kids cannot go to boarding school um they well it's a choice um you with your kids every day you have to do stuff with them things that i never did you know remember as immigrants we come here there's that thing where remember what you talk about you have to unlearn a lot of things cuz yeah when you take off from, from when the plane takes off yeah always remember one thing leave a lot of things behind getting fresh open blank up page mind to a lot of things blank page yeah because i remember the first time my mom saw me change my my son diaper Oh, it was a shock to her. She was like, she couldn't. It's like, wow, you could do that. You know, I'm like, yeah, I have to. This thing. So I think in her mind, she was looking at my dad. Yeah. And her. Mm-hmm. Never happening. No. Yeah. No. It's that's How? a woman's job. Right. Yeah. And you had a you had a you had a house help, you know, house manager called yes. house. Yes. Yes, yes. You had a house manager now that will take care of the house. Mm-hmm. And it's not there. So it's you have to do it yourself. So you can't get up with the mindset of like my dad used to come home, sit with a newspaper, read while my mom was in the kitchen cooking, then we'd have a family dinner yeah. and then sit on the table. Actually, we sat, sat on the table everybody and had dinner and then mm-hmm. dispersed. And no, 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 no. Not that. Nowadays, you in America, you hustle. You you hear your husband is there, you know your wife is here. You, jobs night daytime all the same time. Pick up the kids, bring them back home. Yeah. You got to take care of the kids. You wash them, bathe. You, you bathe them, change them, yeah. feed them. You know all these things. And as an immigrant, you have to learn how to do these things. Otherwise, if you don't. that is going to have make your a, life much harder yeah um yeah. With, the, with the impact especially with the older generation yeah uh, when you're younger i think you you kind of come in and adapt with what is going on but i think when you're older it 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 becomes a bit harder to settle in and yeah. even when you with a job i always tell people like hey um and interesting my have a I have a friend who's actually moving to the US at in their 50s now. Wow. Yeah. So, I'm actually curious. I wanted to curate it like a like a podcast, like talk to them before they left Kenya and then kind of talk to them when they get here and then have a conversation one year after they're here. But that's and an like interesting education. conversation to have. I I I'd right. love to hear that because from their perspective of being home and what they think of America is going to be for them and then when they experience the reality of it all it would be interesting to to hear what they say after one year and I always okay, I always tell people there's a movie I tell people to watch uh all the time it's a DVD movie it's about um if you're listening to this right please check her show notes i'm going to give you the show i'm going to give you the the movie uh, the dvd on the show notes and you want to watch this movie if you're an immigrant and you're going to have kids or you're planning to move into a country this is a very 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 good dvd 
I kid you not. Oh. Nancy, I'm going to give it to you. I'd like you to watch it. I yeah. kid you not. Yeah. I have like five copies that I keep. I even have an original. But I keep it because um, it actually tells you how your kids will think about when you move to a country, how you start off and how the kids will be. You know, wow. very, very interesting. 100%. I need to watch it right now. <laughs> no, I, I need to watch it right now. But I'm definitely watching it. And the reason why I say this, the reason why I say this, you will tell me anything about Zambia. I can watch Zambia in a YouTube. You can tell me anything about Kenya. I was told about the train station in London um, where they meet. There's a there's a one place that they meet. I, I keep forgetting this name, but it's like I think Trafalgar Square. I don't know if that's the major one. There are over a million people that go through there. Oh, it's like Penn Station for us, and um, like uh, Grand Central Station. Right. Yeah, okay, Grand Central. Take Grand mm-hmm. Central. Yeah, you can tell somebody anything. Tell them everything about that place. Even read a book about it. Yeah. But there's one thing they don't have that experience. The first day I went and stopped at the train station, I stood and had to pause. I looked around. I was like, wow. The feeling is different. Yeah. So the same way you tell somebody about, you can tell me about Zambia. Yeah. I say, hey, I know Zambia. But there's the feel to it. When you get to Zambia, you step on the soil, you smell the air, you stand around. Yeah. Lusaka. You know, you get into Lusaka, you step out of a a bus and you stand like this. Yeah. That experience is one of a lifetime. Yeah. You never get that. So it's the same thing you get when you go around places and which travel helps you. I'm I'm glad that you do travel. That's the thing I like about travel. You get to yeah. see these things, you get to experience these things, and there's knowledge from that. And again, that movie, I wish I could remember. <laughs> I, 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 I can't wait to, um, to, to watch it. I'm definitely going to watch it. Wow. And I would encourage you to tell all other people who are going to be coming to your show here after, as part of the no, show. No, the thing like, is, I'm actually working on a mentorship program uh-huh. to be able to help people integrate especially here in in New York, because I've had a lot of challenges throughout my journey of 20 years mm-hmm. being here in New York. Mm-hmm. So from the point they, they are in their country to the point that they land here, walking with them through their journey, assisting them with finding a job, assisting them navigate our subway, because I've mm-hmm. had experience with that. So having them watch this movie at least gives them a perspective of what their journey is going to look like because we build a life you're coming this is not six months or whatever it is you're coming to build a life we walk with you through through your journey because nobody makes it by themselves we all have been handed over to different hands everybody has poured into our lives at different times so i want to do that for others as, as they okay. are coming Okay. So I'm excited about this movie. I'm excited. I, I was trying to look at it right now, but I'm like, no, 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 no. Let me. No, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it, it's all good. It, it, it's, it's all itching, good. It's itching for me to see. Tell I know. I know one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So 
uh, with that, back to where we're talking about, you know, these experiences that you have, um, yeah. you know, as an immigrant, you have to learn how to, you know, take the things out and then experience them and then be open. Yeah. It's don't leave, you know, like, like, like you say, um, you're, you're Zambian, you know, mm-hmm. um, here's what I say. I'm American. I consider myself American. Yes, of but course. But you strip me off of everything, my identity. You start stripping me off. At the bottom, bottom line is, I'll tell you where I'm from. It'll always go back to Zambia. So you have your Zambian traits that you keep. You know, even how you raise your kids as a Zambian, how your mom raised you. You use that and incorporate that to to what you are now. Yeah. It is helpful. It is different. Keep that in mind, but don't don't make it fluid. You know, don't make it rigid. And when yeah. you say, I'm not going to steal this, I'm not going to do that. So with that said, I think as, a, as an immigrant with, with my life right now, I think I'm happy, which is now what I can segue to me becoming Sambaza with the Sambaza podcast. Before you segue to that, mm-hmm. I just want to, oh, yeah, yeah. I've had a conversation with one of my guests that on single parenting, I know you married. How is it parenting from a guy's perspective? This was a woman's perspective when we had a discussion. How is it parenting here in America from a guy's perspective? You have a 10-year-old and a 13-year-old, boy and a girl. So now mine is, I think mine is very different because... And I'm sure your wife would give a different response. Right. Yeah. My wife is african-american so her yes it, 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 she's not an immigrant but still for you as an immigrant how is the parenting for you from a guy's perspective you know also that takes a different aspect comparing it to a kenyan would be you know there's a there's a, there's a kenyan way of doing things you know okay <laughs> and you have when you're the african-american there's a way you get doing things different a hundred percent how are you installing so, some of the values that you've learned from your childhood for me, I still have my my child, my, whatever I, I was taught in my childhood, and some of the things I tend to, we remind ourselves with my my sisters and my brothers back home of what we were doing as kids. You know what we taught us our, with our parents when we have these conversations, like oh, when we were young, your parents used to do this, do this. Yeah, yeah, I remember they do this and this and this and that. So we have these conversations as adults. And then I try to incorporate it with what I am trying to guide my child to be. Now, my child is going to be a black male. Mm. Daughter is going to be a black female. Mm-hmm. But there is this idea of being inclusive, uh, being, you know, discrimination and what have you. I have to teach him a different sense of way. I remember coming from, from, from Africa, and this is another thing where... I and that remember when I said the way parenting is different. Yeah. See, as an African, to me, I come with pride. I come with the fact that hey, and I can say this uh, respectfully. I come with a sense of pride that we were in Kenya, we were colonized, and we chased the the man away, right? Yeah. The white man away, mm-hmm. and we gained independence. So yes. we were we are rulers of our own. Nation. nations yeah but when you come here and listen to the african-american perspective it is a different mm. perspective of how life is so yeah you're teaching your child how to grow 
to me, I I believe, and I I don't know. Maybe I, maybe if you have a conversation with a with a, and have it with a Kenyan, a Kenyan person who's married a Kenyan, and ask them this question, I think it's going to be different from my perspective because my perspective is I have the African American perspective to handle as well. You know, the slavery part, understanding where you are, where you're going to, how you treat yourself as a boy, how you yeah. treat yourself as a man. The young boy. Uh, when he was young oh he's such a cute boy he's such a very nice boy he's very handsome at 13 14 16 this is a boy is big now he becomes an enemy of the state or an enemy to you you know you get afraid of him so it's not like that in africa you know he's like oh the boy now he's a man you know now when he grows yeah. up it's he's a man he's a boy he's you know he's everything his experience is going to be different i still have to give him the african value and there's still the african american side that he has to be instilled in i am glad that my wife makes it an effort for us every 2 years we take the kids back home that's so good every 2 years they always have to go back home they get in touch with their their cousins and their nephew nice yeah it's weird i only have one nephew <laughs> wow so <laughs> all the girls so gets in touch with nephew and The weird part is I am the first born of our family so I take care of the family estate with the help of my sisters and mm-hmm. my brother. And it's funny that I have to instill the same thing in him. I tell him, "You know what? You're the oldest of our of the generation from my side. So when I'm gone, you're going to be the executive of the estate. All these things that are happening right now, decisions that have made. Yeah. I don't care whether you're here or not." you're here you're the oldest things have to pass by you you're the last one to put the signature on it it doesn't just go anywhere so yeah. i am teaching him that responsibility as in you still you're still going to be an african american you're still going to be an african you're still going to grow up here but remember your roots are in kenya your family's property is also in kenya yeah. you have to take care of that property as being the elder so whatever you do with it just know you're responsible for it So that's kind of the things that I teach him to be a man. Um, you know, I don't know if it's the correct way. You know, this is the first round go round. Uh, you know, as a parent, Listen, I don't know. I don't and then you results are you getting 100% at the end of the, you know, when the or your child talks about it and say, "Hey, you know what?" So it's the first round, so I do my best. And yeah, I, like, I think that's the him, best we can do. I think right. as long as we show up, th- that's amazing. Like you take them back home for them to 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 meet and understand their roots uh, from your side, and then they also experience their mom's side here in the U.S., which is great. And I always tell them, like, okay, we may be tough as parents, and especially us as Africans, we may be tough as parents, but always remember, it's coming from a place of love. When you get yeah. to 18 and get to do these things out there. The world ain't gonna know you, or it's not gonna come from a place of love. They're not teaching you. No, these are consequences, real consequences. So when you hear me telling you, "Don't do this," and I'm giving you these consequences, you're like, "Oh, daddy, this is so hard." Fine, but just know it's coming from love. At 18, when the government is coming for you, or the IRS is coming for you. They know there's no love there. No. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's how I, I plan on raising my kids and what I teach them. I think 
at the point when they were younger, yes. Oh, let's, let's, yeah. The younger they get spankings, yes, I do spank. As I get older, I mean, you're not spanked. Yeah, uh, this is what we say. You could be spanked. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. You could be yeah. 18, but I can still stand up and spank you. Don't get it wrong. But I stop spanking you. I have to talk to you as an adult. At 13, I think, even me as a parent, as my, my dad, I even told my wife this. At about 13 years old, my dad stopped spanking me. I think the last spanking I got was in grade five. And after that, it was just talking. He tells you this, this, this. If you don't see this, this is what you're going to get. And done like that. But, you know, I, I can whoop you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's well, parenting. Very interesting. I'm always curious to understand because parenting to me, I mean, I have a three-year-old, I have an eight-year-old girl. And my boy is three. They are night and day in terms of personality. My boy gives me a run for my parenthood. And he tests a lot every day. So I'm always curious just to understand because, again, there's, I, I'm, I've stopped calling it the mom guilt or whatever it is. It's just I'm doing the best I can, but am I doing enough and am I doing it right? So I am always curious to know what other parents are doing, especially my African um, parents. Like, um, what are we rooting? Being an immigrant can be hard. Having been away from my home country for over 20 years has allowed me to experience these hardships firsthand. Throughout my journey, I've had a lot of challenges that were hard to bear. Juggling adjustment to a new country, obtaining my immigration papers, getting married, having children, establishing my career, and finding time for myself. Even though I've always had faith, I also relied on therapy, which gave me the tools to cope with the issues life brought me. My fellow dreamers, let's remove the stigma around therapy and normalize seeking help with today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Go to betterhelp.com slash pastures for 10% off your first month of therapy with BetterHelp and get matched with a therapist who will listen and help in as little as 48 hours. My question to you is just simple. Um, as an African parent, your mom raised you, right? Yes, single parent. <laughs> okay, right. You're doing it again. Did she make yeah. any mistakes? And no, she did. She but did. We're, we're gonna we're gonna floss them off and say like, why well, did she? She had make opportunities. Any... She had opportunities. I call them right. She had opportunities, but why was she having those opportunities? Because that's what she was accustomed to. That's all she could see. Right now here, you know, there's all, it's a different vibe altogether. You're yeah. in another stage, the millennium. Yeah. Back in the day, there was no computer. There was no, you know, we never used to go to therapy. Yeah. We, internet was not there. It was only TV and you and, you know, you and the kid, right? Yeah. Now. Oh, it's true. It was, I, 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 I'm actually like discussing that in my therapy sessions. Some of my therapy sessions that I have, I'm like, I don't know if I'm enough. I don't know if I'm doing enough for them. Mm -hmm. as, as immigrants like me, 
if he comes to say, okay, I don't, I choose, I choose not to drink, and uh, I choose not to drink and smoke, right? Yeah. But it's my life. Right? Yes. My dad did it. Mm-hmm. I chose not. Is he a bad man? No. Remember, he always paid for the fees. Yeah. Number one, paid full. I was never chased to any one time. I'll tell you, I've never been chased home to school for fees. Never. Yeah. But he had his vices. Yes. I choose. That's not my vice. Maybe to him, he, I probably would have had to have that conversation with him and say, "Why do you have to do that?" Mm-hmm. Maybe your kids will sit down and have the conversation and say, "Why would you have to do that at that time?" Then you can explain to them and say, "Look." I'm a first generation immigrant and when I got in this is what I had available to me. I don't know what template to go by. My template was my mom and I'm going by it here and this is what I have to do. And that's everything. By the way. So <laughs> I found it hard to bring this in. I'm going to throw this in ahead of time with the podcast. I just I I wanted to have this on my podcast and I missed it. but it's a struggle for african parents in itself when you're here first generation us and especially when you're older and you have kids yeah but one you don't know the banking system here remember i did not know how to do the cash thing and everything you don't yeah. know how to go and apply for loans you only know the one for kenya mm-hmm. people don't teach you about credit and stuff like that yeah that's how- part of what my mentorship is going to be So how I'm here as an immigrant struggling to put food on the table learn yeah. all these things and then I'm here raising a child <laughs> come on now kids you, you got you get you know the kids have to give us some some leeway as yeah. in the first generation and there are, there are a lot of parents not even in my generation I talk to kids people who are in the younger than I am you know when I meet them in clubhouse and we have these conversations we had this conversation and they were explaining about their parents who was you know right about my age you know they should be in their 40s and 50s yeah. they had no clue on how to go into banks they were scared of going to banks the same way you'd have a mexican person you know i see this in mexican people uh, or brazilian um they would have the child walking to you you go somewhere you're explaining something it's in english the child is speaking english then they have to translate to the mother then the mother oh, says what they want all the time i experience that at work every day so there we go so yeah. with immigrants we have that deal going on and i think we just have to get this is to our kids you know just yeah. <laughs> just give us give, give us, us some, some grace <laughs> some grace yes yeah give we us may some. not be the best of what yeah. is out there but understand where we're coming from in order for you to get to where you are and then say okay fine because of this this is why i got you here and you know get get both both sides of the story before you you make a conclusion as to if your parent did the best thing or did the worst thing you know yeah, yeah. i love that i love that so i'm going to jump into what you do sir podcasting some bass of podcast uh. Please share with us what it's about. I know what it's about, but I'm sure our Concrete Pastures community would love to know what it's about so this way they can support. So, Sambaza podcast. Uh Sambaza means to spread. And By the way, I love the hat. 
That, that's, oh, thank that's you. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. Sambazi is the podcast, and Sambaza, or Sambazaji are the brand. It's Swahili. Or Sambazaji to Sambaza to spread, right? So I use it to spread the knowledge. So I started in 2020, started off small, getting into it. Actually, it took me about six or seven months before because I didn't want to pay for it. I realized that Anchor, until I found out Anchor was free, so I started using Anchor. But that's how it came off. Uh, COVID started. I got into it and found a whole bunch of friends. So generally what we do is the same thing as you do. Yours is different. You talk about the, with the immigrants' uh, story. You know, we talk about what we are doing, how mm. we're getting on with our lives. Mine is to do with getting off these issues where you look at uh, Nancy, you're from Zambia, I'm yeah. from Kenya. Then I'll get a story. Let's, we're talking about child discipline. Let's, let's do child. I've done child discipline before. I think I'll take that as a topic. So when I do child discipline, I want to know how your mom disciplined you in um, Zambia. What, yeah. you, what was it like when you were growing up and the discipline was? I'll tell you my experience in Kenya. Then mm-hmm. I have an African-American experience in here in America. Yeah. Which, oh, by the way, my show, it's only, I uh, only invite people who are black. South Africans, yes, you know, South Africa, <laughs> even though you're light-skinned, you're still, still part, you're South African, I'll, I'll take you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, everybody has their audience and who yes. they are inviting to their platforms. Like, for me, it's immigrants. So if you've lived in another country, that's who's coming on. So you have you have Russian, you have uh, uh, you know from Turkish, you have. But mine is specifically going to be African. You have to have the dark skin. No, 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 for sure. Mine's all immigrants are, are everywhere in the world. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah mine will be specific. You gotta have a dark skin, and then you have to be. I, I love it. I, I, I qualify it. already. So hey. He, and and you know like for South Africans you, you qualify because Zimbabweans you know if you're white you have to qualify because you're, you're living that zip code for over 200 years so yeah okay cool I'll put you in you know? <laughs> so um, <laughs> you're letting this, my, uh, my South African people come in Zimbabweans Botswanas they're also very oh, yeah. Like, yeah yeah I don't know well, about Botswana's mixed their skin is different like but Botswana is kind of similar to, um, kind of similar. Okay. to well, South Africa, I think. Well, if, you, if your family's been on that zip code for over 100 years, yeah, you're qualified to come <laughs> to uh, some other parties. But the whole thing is, so we talk about child child, child discipline, right? Yeah. So I'll talk about, I talked about the African-American experience, how they were disciplined as kids. And then I came to talk about uh, how you're disciplined and then how mm-hmm. I'm disciplined. And then I create a series. So at the end of it all, you, you have like a four, mostly it's four part, sometimes six part series um, where now we talk about these experiences. And then at the end of it, you kind of listen, I, I, I give you food for thought. So you're looking at yourself and say, hey, I'm in Kenya. I, this is how I discipline my child. You're in Zambia, that's how you discipline your child. And African-Americans and disciplines their child. Somebody from Botswana disciplines their child. Uh, is there any similarity? Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then now you question yourself as why are we having these similarities? Uh, we're humans. We're all humans. Then you now you question deeper meaning like, okay, why are we having the discrimination? Why are we having these borders? Why aren't we Pan Africanists? Why aren't we sharing love? You know? 
so there's a deeper meaning of it when you look at it on the top you say ah yeah, yeah. like i'm i'm doing this project i don't know if i'm going to finish it but it's, i think it's going to be one of uh, maybe one of the biggest projects and more sentimental because i want to get to talk to the old people oh, and if you have a, somebody who's older like in their 80s 90s and they're from zimbabwe i want to know their story like how they was back in the day when they were young what they saw in their young age up to now what they feel about the the life as it is now you know i i'm 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 planning to do that with my mom i don't really know my mom that well because i spent a lot of the time with my grandmother and also it's just like you don't ask questions i don't think as african children we are allowed to ask at least for me growing up in my household we're not allowed to ask too many questions how old your parents are how this is and how she grew up i just i experienced my mom in bits and pieces because again my humble beginnings and then i spent a lot of time with my grandmother i don't even know how old my grandmother is so i would even love to know i don't think she even knows herself like how when she was born actually and her birthday cuz growing up we didn't celebrate birthdays until later when my mom made it so i want to know they, they uh, the seasons yeah so for me i would love to know like how my mom was like my grandmother kind of gave me a little bit when, um when i went back home in 2016 and i was like so intrigued i was like wow my mom was so savvy she's like yeah she had a mouth she used to talk a lot when she was younger so i can relate to maybe how my my daughter behaves where does she get this from or my son so i'm I, i kind of convinced her so when she gets better I, i'm going to do it it's like kind of like her her life celebrating her life and me getting to secretly me getting to know her so i love that project that you have with older people because as you grow yeah, yeah. older you get wise so there's so much to learn i'm i'm i i can't wait for that i right. can't wait so, for that so uh, yeah take that and then now combine it make an episode out of it uh hopefully maybe i can get a book out of it but that's I amazing i love it yeah I so i don't know that many old people uh here in the us so i've no idea and the older people that i know they don't speak english so you would have to but they're zambian they're zambian right Yeah, that, uh, but they're back home. Like, my grandmother would love to know. Like, I would love for you to interview her and uh, get to know what she was I'll, like. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the questions and then you can go ahead and interview her and then we can do a translation of it. And then after that, you know, you can narrate it. Actually, she can say it. Whatever she's saying, you speak about it and then have that put in. You know, hey... This is podcasting. This is what we do. So we No, I love it. I I love that project. I I think uh, I haven't seen anything like that yet. But I I I I love it. That would be something that I've been very interested in knowing and learning from for all you, from all your guests. Because there's so much to learn as you get older. Uh people have experienced life. You get to learn. And then that's also a template for the kids like look at that and then say okay this yes. is So that's um So that's Sambaza podcast um when we talk about what we No, do, I love it. Um, I I, I projects. Yeah. Yeah, I love and, it. And um hopefully I can get people to listen to it. It's usually it's more of a quiet podcast. I haven't started monetizing on it. Um I get quite 
guests coming onto the show. When I say quiet, I mean people who. Some of the guests that I get are usually guests that don't show up on other. Uh, they're not like famous. They are famous, but they really don't. Are very reclusive. They yeah, but they are. They are famous. I've, I've listened to your podcast. They are famous. Maybe they just <laughs> don't want to be on yeah. other podcasts because there's yeah, yeah. one that I was the experience of the Italian experience and the Rwandian experience. Mm-hmm. They're interesting. I love what oh. he's doing. He, I love oh, the yeah, work. Yes. I I I I I I love everything. That the whole conversation was amazing. Oh, okay, nice. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, I always try to sell them that you know when you come to my podcast, not a lot of people are going to listen to the podcast. So if you're scared about being, you know, having a whole, you know, media explosion about it, yeah, don't worry. It's it's not that big of a deal. Maybe ten years time, five years time, somebody will discover it and then be like, oh wow, it's over here. Yeah, okay, you know, something like that. So it's like a reference point. That's how I look at it. Let it be a reference point for somebody who wants to see something, come back to it and look at it. So yeah. not a blow up thing like for I'm not chasing for celebrity status mm-hmm. or anything like that. I'm even scared about, you know, being a thing, you know, when when I'm trending uh or I, I think that's a then. common thing uh, when um, a lot of the times when I post an episode and it's the numbers are, are very high I get anxiety actually I'm like oh my god who's listening <laughs> because there's certain things I'm just like not I didn't think that there was going to be so many people listening right. all, all I was when I first started was like okay I'm going to talk about my story and just focus on my story and I'll be sharing my story throughout and then with the guests when the numbers are going up it's overwhelming and very humbling so I yes. I, I know the feeling I I, I know the feeling uh, your podcast is not small don't uh, I, I know you're humble about it, it, it it's not small my, my my goal. That's why. Okay, and here's the reason why I always use Sambaza, and I will never use my face uh, as Sambaza and I use the part. I see the cartoon. Yes, I, I I even saw that. I'm just like, okay, Sambaza, you you do my, you. <laughs> my kids gonna say, why am I using this white man? <clears throat> Excuse me. I want to. You're fine. I want to be able to walk down the street streets of Nairobi and not have anybody <laughs> know know about me. You know, I. I really want to cherish that. I, I want to be the guy who sits somewhere and then I hear people talking about my podcast. Say, hey, you know, oh, I listen to this podcast by Sambal. No, and it's really. really you could have put a tree it. from Kenya. You, you maybe a tree that I used to sit under. You could have used the tree instead of a white man. But you do you. <laughs> <laughs> you do you. Probably. Maybe I might rebrand and, and do it. So with the podcast, you're confusing the kiddos right now. Once yeah, they the find kids. out about your podcast, they'll be like, "Okay, Dad, uh, what's happening? You're teaching oh, us about all these." Uh, uh, <laughs> the questions will come soon. But my daughter asked so many questions, a lot. From the time I started the podcast, she's been my number one supporter. Even when I uh, when I when I do my solos, I remember when I was working on the intro. So I'd record it sometimes like where I'm sitting now. I'm sitting uh, at my dining table, 
she's listening and I'm just like, oh, that was not good. And she's like, no, mommy, you're doing so good. This is so good. I'm like, oh, okay. So I borrowed some of her belief in me just to continue to believe in myself. And from the logo, she was like, I love the logo. Because I had actually asked her opinion. I'm like, what do you think? Thank you so much. Thank you. I needed to represent. And thank you. And that right away, she's like, we should keep this one. Because there was different ones. And she's like, this one. I was like, okay, done. (laughs) So thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she has very good taste. <laughs> and I think as podcasters, we we kind of grow up, uh, grow out of the grow out of the the fact that you know now I'm comfortable enough that the brand is growing, and then I can come up as me. Then now you yeah. see who somebody the podcaster is, but I rarely do that. I rarely show myself, but it's it's. it's I was it's shy about progress. it too. Yeah, no, it's, I, it's I I can progress. relate. I can really relate. Even like wearing my own face i was just like people are going to be thinking i'm your full voice. of myself your but <laughs> that your voice you know you start off with your voice people oh forget like, oh. it don't, don't even get me there with the voice yeah. and then on top of that with my lisp it's amplified every time i have to practice i have to go on google like this is what goes behind the scenes for me I have to go on Google, find out how something is pronounced the right way so I can pronounce it the right way, especially if I'm introducing someone or I have to say something, especially on my solo. I have the words. I go, because I have to pronounce it certain ways. Um, When you have a lisp, there's certain words that don't come out the right way. And when you're on the mic, it gets amplified as to being mispronounced. Okay, and uh, as a listener, I'll be honest with you, it's till today that I'm on this show that you've told me that you have a lisp. I had no idea. So it's been many years of practice. It's Uh, many years of practice. And also, it's. But to me, I would. I like. uh, This is me personally. I like to be natural as you are with the lisp. It comes out, and I'm okay. She has a lisp. There's no going away from it, but I also. But I also like when I, that's why when like on the videos, I leave most of the mistakes. The audio, Chulu edits our, uh, the audio. I've so she's a perfectionist. Never so she, the audio. She, she edits a lot of the things. There's someone's name. I, I, I was saying it the right way. Like if I'm talking to you now, you can hear it. And on the mic, when I, when I said it, she was like, we're going to remove the last name. It's not coming out. It's not coming out. I recorded so many times, and I even got frustrated. She's like, no, we're not going to post this. <laughs> we're not going to post this because it's not coming out. Around. So it's the struggle behind all of these things. But I, I, I enjoy what I do. I, I love what I do, like, even with the challenges of pronunciations and all of these things, because that was what, one thing that was holding me back and I was just like why I have to do this like I know it's my calling why <laughs> I gotta expose myself because this is a huge exposure exposure like you're exposing yourself and my face is on it I need to be able to 
to my Yours life. is definitely mine. I, 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 I mean, when you look at mine, you'll never see my face. Uh, first of all, I didn't even know. I'm like, wait. Head. If I didn't know the name, I was like, this is Zambaza? Like, wait. <laughs> but listen, for each is on. For each is on. I, I just respect what you do and in your own genre. Like, bring uh, interesting topics for us to be able to think and unlearn certain things and um, just open up our minds in a different way. I love that. You know, there was a show I listened to yours. I'm going to bring this up. Uh, this guy from, I think it was from Zambia. He had a son and then he was taking him back home for the first time. And I was kind of shocked. I, I, we were listening to it. We were driving to Tennessee with my wife and we were listening to it and I was like, wow, we send our kids every two years. This man is attempting to send the kid first time and they're at 17. And to me, at that moment, I was like, man, I wish I could get a hold of that boy and let him talk about his first experience in, in Zambia and yeah. what he felt about it. Because I, I've also done uh, first-time experiences for people who left here to go back to Africa, what they felt, what they saw. And it, it was interesting, a very, very interesting yeah. topic. To I, I did a homecoming it. too. I did a homecoming <laughs> with uh, Chulu and her experience was very interesting. Just like you, she went to the UK and then she came to the United States, but then she ended up going back home. And just that experience, because like everybody else says, my the way I see my country is how I left it. That's the picture I have. We're gonna go back. I think we're still talking about uh, yeah. immigrant experience and yeah. So that, that that's like my the picture I have. But mm-hmm. after I went back home in 2012, and then the last time I was home was 2016. That's the last picture. 2016. I'm I'm sure the country has evolved in a whole different way because we have a different president now. It's everything very different. But thank God for the internet. I can take a look and see how the country is progressing. But it's not the same as being on the ground, of course. It's not the same. And and lucky for me, I've always been able to go home since 2010. You are blessed. I always go there at least every every year, even if it's for a week, sometimes twice a year. I think I've done twice a year. Twice. Yeah. No, that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. It's a but, dream for a lot of immigrants because it's the the expenses, first of all. Like if I have to travel right now with my kids, all of us yeah. have for a ticket. And then you don't go barehanded. Everybody's waiting to receive. So you Black have to tax. pack up yes black tax all the way so the, the I, I know this is when I go uh, now that I go every time you know they're like ah this guy was just here a year ago next thing you know oh he's here oh okay so they've gotten used to me being there they don't ask for it they're like ah it's no, it's, it's, it's a normal thing but one thing I'll tell you is there is a culture shock it's like you going to jail and coming out after that yeah I remember the first time getting home I stayed seven, I came in 2001, I went back in 2008 for the first time. And actually, I hadn't eaten fish. I said, when I got in, I said, I'm not going to eat any fish, just just as a, myself, right? Yeah. I said, I'll not eat fish until I get back home and eat fish at my mom's house. And that's what I oh, did. Wow. But when I got there, it was so shocking. Things had changed. When I was leaving, we, that's when the phones were there. And then when I get there, phones now, you could call and talk for a long time. Mm. 
yeah, things do change. It's it's a whole new experience. So even as immigrants, as, as self uh, yourself as being back here, mm. now remember also with the families back home, back and forth, it's a it's a it's an issue. And um, yeah, um, I, I I can say yes, I'm I'm blessed to be able to go home every year and visit. Well. <laughs> They say it's visiting. I just I feel like I'm in that in that in that destination for that time because majority yeah. of the time I'm usually running around, you know, taking care of family business and coming back back to America and uh, you know then settling. Okay, fine. No, it it is visiting and especially that you go expose. I can't wait to take my kids to see my mom and be with their cousins. Right now they talk. Thank God for technology again. WhatsApp, FaceTime. Yep. It has been working well so it's it's amazing you and i can talk forever we 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 are storytellers so <laughs> we need to get around and get another get another series a hundred percent i i i am i i am so down there's so many topics that have been triggered from just having this conversation me and you we can have a quarterly we can have a quarterly uh like a wrap-up well a quarterly, i love it maybe Yeah. Yeah, maybe have one in April, pick up a topic, we sit, we have a conversation like this and then have yeah, one I love it. for a year. We already got four, four, whatever, four topics. Let's talk do about. it. Let's do it. I'm here I'm, for it. I'm good. I, I, I yeah. am here for it. Is there anything I haven't asked you that you would like to leave the audience with? Uh, no, I think we've covered everything. I mean, we've covered from where we started from as me being who mm-hmm. I am, where I was born, grew up. Uh, my school life, my interesting school life. <laughs> Dallas. And how I came here to Dallas and how I settled down and yeah. uh, got through my life, you know, and uh, got married. The only thing we haven't talked about, maybe you could, we can talk about this in the next um, the next series, is about maybe dating online and uh, how it works. Because, I, look, I, I met my wife online. Yeah, I, no, I know about two, three other couples. You, you triggered a, a conversation for me, actually, that I was going to talk to you um, offline, which is for us immigrants, we get, we, for me, it was in, interracial marriage. And also we get married now to, let's say, African-American. I'm interested to know, like, how your experience is being married to an African-American and how those cultures marry together and mm-hmm. how those relationships married together and how, how is that is it interesting is it whatever it is i'd love to know it is uh, actually i do have a i did do a couple of episodes for interracial marriages uh on my i did a series about it but it's still not expounded you see that's the good thing about the the series i yeah. can take it do a little bit and then i can move it and create another one online. yeah so yeah we can talk about it and then have a conversation it's uh Yeah, when you saw me show the African American, I was like, "Wow, I'd love to know that." And then online, uh, online dating, of course, I am open to knowing. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, twenty twenty three, intentional about dating. So, all right, I'll, we'll, I'll we'll, put myself we'll. out there. So, if Zambaza is on the job to. Well, we'll do an update. We'll kind of come sit up and do an update on the how it's going. And, yeah, how it's going and. Uh, Um, hey, you know what? You could just create a show of it, you know, like run a couple of, like say, okay, I met this guy, blah, blah, I didn't look, and then we kind of talk about it, and then, you know. I am like, very shy when it comes to that. No, no, not, no, no details, just uh, how, 
how the whole dinner. One of my party. girlfriends put me on the spot, and I think on the, on on the show we called it immigrant dating. We had a long conversation, and at the end she's like, "You know, we didn't talk about immigrant dating." I was like, oh, "Lord." <laughs> so I'll do a I'll do a continuation from that. I guess that was with Muma when I had a conversation, and she put me on the spot. I was just like. I don't know. Being a single mother, I don't know how I would marry someone in this situation of being a single mother and somebody coming in, in space, my little space. Yeah. yeah, with my kids. I don't know how my kids are going to reciprocate all of this and, you know, and stuff. But living and learning through life. So, <laughs> like I said, you can have now, we can have a beginning part of it and then we talk about whatever. And then when you jump into maybe four months later, we'll do an update on how it's going on and then do another one on how it's going on. And then if you find somebody at the end of the year, we come back to here, we talk about it and say, okay, yeah, okay. We found somebody. We found somebody, right. Lovely. You've been around. You've gone home. You've been here for a while. You have accomplished, I think, a lot of uh, things. Do you feel you found your concrete pastures? I think I have, Probably. and I think I haven't talked about it uh, from the beginning. And I said, uh, from what I felt is, and this is going to be, and this is the reason why I said this is one of the one. I'm going to, I'm going to really explain myself. I'm not, I'm never going to do this. I've never done this before. I felt like the beginning part of my life, my first 20 years, was living as a Kenyan in Kenya. Mm. I would have been bored with the fact that everything would have been the same all over again, like what my dad did, come into the house, sit in the corner, have his newspaper, then kind of meet up on the weekend, have friends, you know, do stuff like they all do. My best friend is in Kenya, and I see yeah. his life, and I love it. No, him. it's that way, I think, in a lot of African countries. It sounds yeah, But his like, has changed. Yeah. His has changed. It's not like the way my dad was. Yeah. I love it when I go to him. And it's funny when I get around him, he's Edward, he's my best man. And we went to school together. We met in school together. Yeah. And he he is like a brother to me. But when I go home, we get to sit down. I I really enjoy my time. I can spend 20 minutes, an hour, two hours. We just sit, have cup tea. Yeah. I'm good. But with having to move to America and have to raise kids here and have uh, an African-American wife, I think it brought a different chapter into my life. There's different foods that I'm eating that I will not be eating that out. Yeah. Though she does cook, she does cook ugali. Uh, what do you call it again? Your, uh, shima. That's awesome. Shima. Uh, wow. No, in Swahili, it's called shima. These are shima. Right. That. <laughs> so you say shima, right? Yes. In Swahili, it's called sima. Oh, Sima. Okay, so we refer it to Sima because that's the, the actual word. We say it, Sima, Sima, yeah. Wow. So she does know how to cook Sima and she'll wow. cook it. But uh, the whole idea was this, this next half of my life or the next part of my life I'm experiencing, I'm experiencing with somebody else and I'm not experiencing what my mother did or my dad did or my grandfather did or mm. uh, my grandmother did. It's all, you know, it has its challenges and has its benefits but in the grand scheme of things am i enjoying it yes have i found my concrete pasture yes um i look at myself and say had i been at home i may not have had this access to yeah but 
Thanks. I thank my parents, uh, first of all. Um, like I said, they had their own challenges. They may not be the best, but they did what they had to do. And yeah. they got us here. They gave us access to be here. And I'm here. Um, and I'm grateful for the wisdom that I've been given. And the wisdom that I have now, I can actually give it out to anybody else coming in, be it through my podcast. And... Um, and through any other means I have, even right now when I'm sitting and talking to you. Oh, as we wrap up, when you told me that my podcast is viewed by a lot of people, I got an email last week by somebody who listened to my podcast. And the guy that they were listening to was a long lost friend and had me contact them. And they hadn't seen each other for like, maybe like 20 years plus. So I made the connection. You see? And that is very powerful. I was like, wow, it you actually see? does that. So yeah. there's power in it. And maybe that's part of it being one of the concrete pastures. I think with podcasting being a concrete, podcasting and me, myself, yeah. being where I'm at, I have found my concrete pastures. And lastly, I do want to thank you so much for actually sticking with me for all this time. I mean, we've been here for a long time. No, no, um, no problem. This has been a pleasure. I've had a great time. I did too. And yeah, uh, this is a great you, time. I, I I love when people revisit their uh, home country. And I want to give you flowers for your for your podcast because I mean, uh, I, I think we were talking about this before, and I said thank uh, you to you. You just told me you're six months into the podcasting, and I said yes, with breaks the way in between. You project yourself and the way the moves that you've done have been such great moves that I felt like you know you are a seasoned podcaster and we don't see this on the front but there's a lot of hard work that goes into it and I want to thank you for actually you know giving me the pleasure to come up to the show as I said before in the beginning and right now and I say it again thank you thank, thank you. you so much um, your show's hitting a lot of people and I'm pretty sure as Africans and African podcasters and immigrants as well, anybody coming to your show and listening to your show will learn a whole bunch of stuff, not just uh, from the stories that are told. Maybe yeah. when they get to talk to you on the back end and you know, ask you questions and yeah. text you uh, with all other communications, there's a lot that you have to offer. And with this project that you're doing, um, I'm going to pray that everything works out for you. 2023 is our goal. Uh, dating as well. <laughs> yes, dating. We're going to work on it. And, you know, hey, uh, thank you again. Uh, thank and, you uh, so, pleasure. so much. Uh, it's been an honor. And um, I appreciate you pouring into our community. This has been a great conversation. Asante. Oh, you are ah, Sante Sana. You're welcome. How do you say Asante in uh, okay? Now, I, I'm, in my I'm language, ignorant. yes, because I know Zambia has many languages 73. 73. Okay, <laughs> I which, don't know. Which, which culture group do you belong to? Lozi. So, Lozi. um, with us, if I say thank you, it's Nitu Mezi. Nitu Mezi, yeah, it's Nitu Mezi. Okay, and goodbye. Oh, lord, <laughs> oh, you don't have a word to say. Um, goodbye. We do, but I'm a student of my own language. So we spoke mostly 
I, I lost part of what my language because we spoke a lot of English in, in our home. My mom, I, I spoke my language when I was younger. When I moved with my mom, it was either one, speak English or Lozi. We spoke English with my sisters. Oh my God, I can't remember right now in this moment. You, you, you tell me, because I was going to use that as a saying bye for the show. So I guess I'm going to use English. I know. <laughs> we can use English for now, but. Right. How uh, to say hello? We, we've, we're going to have a lot of sessions. So by the time we do the next session, I'll yeah. find out. I'll find exactly. out from my grandmother. She speaks better than me and my sisters. So I'll ask my grandmother. <laughs> I'll pre- and I'll learn a few Swahili. I just interviewed someone from Tanzania. So that's how come I, I, I learned. I, I, I used to know a few words because I went to school with people from Tanzania. I had to go back. I asked Siri, Siri, she said, no, I don't speak Swahili. So I went to Google. Google gave me Habari and Asante. I was like, oh, great. Two things. <laughs> it did well. Did well. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, too. That's it for this episode. Thank you again for lending us your ears. It's truly an honor to save each and every dreamer. You can continue to support us by liking, sharing, and following us on our social media pages. The links are all in the show notes. We have so many exciting projects and ventures in store for you. Until next time, keep dreaming. Born and raised